Okay. All right. Um, so, so then 2011, yeah. Wasting Light. Uh, this has got a trippy album cover. It's pictures of the guys from the band's faces kind of just like laid over on top of each other in different like per- pinks and purples and greens and blues uh, with a black background. It's nothing crazy, but it's a cool album cover. Cool like rock album cover. Yeah, I, I like the, the cover. Um, that being said, this album fucking rocks. Um, heavier shit here. This they they've turned a page into like heavier hard rock now, um, and this album kicks off with bridge burning, um, hard, fast intro on guitar uh, that again kind of just like sets the tone for the whole song. Um, it, it's just a hard heavy rock song uh, and a great tone setter for this album, which is going to be a hard heavy rock album. I totally agree on that. Lyrically, this this could be about someone who's getting karma for past wrongdoings. Could again, it could be have some political undertones depending on the way you take it. But sonically, yeah, this this sets the tone for the album. Yeah, love this song. Uh, coming up next is Rope, and this is one of the hits off this album. Um, got this cool like echoey guitar intro, um, and then just another hard rock song through the through the rest of it. Good song here. It. This might be a song that I, I really liked when it came out, and I've heard it so many times that I've just kind of gotten tired of it, but I do like this song. Yeah, it does have a really good guitar solo in it. It's got a sick guitar solo in it. That's I don't know what they did, but the guitar on this album is a lot better than some of the previous stuff. Yeah, so lyrically, uh, some of the lyrics here, the indecision's got me climbing up the walls. I've been cheating gravity and waiting on the falls. How did this come over me? I thought I was above it all. It's a song about a, a toxic relationship, essentially. Yeah. Uh, I, I really enjoy this song. Yep. Uh, Dear Rosemary is up next. Um, it slows down slightly. It doesn't slow down necessarily. Just compared to the previous two songs, it's a little bit slower. Um, still a really good rock song here. Uh, I like the the kind of call out during the chorus, the Dear Rosemary. Um, so did you look into this? No, I didn't check oh, this out. Okay. So when I listened to this first time, my only note was good song about Kurt Cobain death question mark. And then I went and looked it up. Uh, this song is about Rosemary Carroll, Corny Love's attorney, and how she lied or helped lie to, to potentially get away with the murder of Kurt Cobain. So hmm. some of the lyrics from the song, truth ain't going to change the way you lie. You got away, got away, got away from me. Now get away, get away, get away from me. I couldn't grow just living in the shadow. Where do you go when no one's following you? You ran away, ran away. It was right on cue. My my theory about Courtney allegedly potentially being involved is is growing ever stronger by the day well it's kind of weird that because he he has a couple songs about about kurt and uh the the one song about corny love and i think the first or second album and he doesn't really like he doesn't really like uh, never he never like addresses it like bluntly yeah no he he's tiptoes it whereas naming the song dear rosemary and it's about you know her attorney like that's that's pretty uh pretty blunt yeah yeah Yeah, there's no tiptoeing here but again this album doesn't doing any tiptoeing anywhere there's no like, there's no, they dive right into this album musically, lyrically, everything, man. There's like no beating around the bush here. They fucking let it all hang out. Yeah, and I mean it's a cool song, but once you like get the story part of it too, it's like yeah, okay, it's cooler. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Uh, the next song, uh, this is funny. So my dad is a he's a Foo Fighters fan too, and like he's he's just like a pretty like he likes hard rock, but not necessarily like metal or anything like heavier than that. 
This is like his favorite Foo Fighter song for some reason. I don't <laughs> know why. Ser- are you serious? Yeah, absolutely. What an odd, odd choice. The, the odds of this being anyone's favorite Foo Fighter songs has got to be like plus 10,000. I, I might be exaggerating, but like every time this song comes on, he'll like he'll like play this song and we're just hanging out and doing something, golfing or whatever. Uh, he always is like, have you seen the, the music video for this song? It's fucking sick, bro. Uh, and it is pretty cool. It's just like kind of the thrashing away music video. Um, I don't know how else to describe it. But. Yeah, so the song's about just having a good time living in the moment. The lyrics were written in two minutes when... Um, <laughs> that makes sense. While Dave Grohl and the band were riding around with Lenny from Motorhead. <laughs> that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because this, this, this is as close to metal. Well, no. I, aside from the Dream Widow stuff, which we'll talk about, this is as close to metal as, as Foo Fighter gets. Um, it's Dave like screaming again. It sounds like he's screaming again into like that, uh, that bullhorn or something here. Uh, really hard to understand what he's saying, but as like, it's, it's not a typical Foo Fighters song. I do have an appreciation for this song. This is on the gym playlist. I like it, but the fact that they have so many good songs, the fact that this is your dad's favorite, that's a clown move. It's weird, man. It's <laughs> I just, every time he comes on, have you seen the music video? Have you seen the music? Oh. <laughs> he just you know, he corrects me up, man. But uh, I, I love the guitar on this one, too. Uh, I think that's like Dave on the on the vocals here is whatever. But uh, the guitar here is really, really cool. High tempo, a uh, little bit higher tone. Good shit. Yeah. So the next song is really cool, too. This is Arlandria. It's so Arlandria is a combination of Arlington and Alexandria, which is two cities oh, Grohl lived in as a teenager. OK, OK. The song is about his relationship with his hometown is, you know, kind of his music career and um, just frust- frustrations that he deals with. And some of the lyrics from the song that I, th- I thought were really cool. Fame, fame, go away. Come again some other day, which plays off like the children's like, you know, rhyme with rain, rain, go away. Yeah. You used to say I couldn't save you enough. So I've been saving it up. I started saving it up. And when you said I couldn't give you enough, I started giving you up. I started giving you up. You are not me. Alandria. Yeah. I always thought this was kind of a relationship song. Um because of kind of what you just said. Um, but that's interesting. But it's about the hometowns. That's cool. Well, yeah. And then the, uh, the other lyric that kind of steals the deal on that is, my sweet Virginia, I'm the same as I was in your arm. Yeah, so, but that's what I'm saying. I thought, like, again, you, uh, Virginia could be the name of a woman. Oh, right. For sure. Um, so maybe it is like a double entendre type deal. But um, really cool song. This, is again, it's not as heavy as some of the other stuff on this album. Um, but good tempo here. Cool intro, uh, just cool, cool guitar work on this song. Uh, r- this is one of my favorite deep cuts, maybe my favorite deep cut by Foo Fighters. Yeah, definitely one of the standout ones for me on, on this album. Uh, These Days is next, and then that's another one of the hits off this album, and it's kind of the same thing I said about Rope. Uh, I've heard it so many fucking times that I, I like it, I just, I've gotten tired of it. So, fun fact on this one, Dave Grohl said that at one point when he was doing interviews for the album that this was his favorite song he's ever written. Oh, okay. That's cool. I like that. It kind of makes sense, honestly. Like, he he lets it all. He not. I don't want to say that again. There's a lot of emotion. He packs a lot of emotion into the vocals on this song. Yeah. So lyrically, um, you know, one of these days your heart will stop and play its final beat. Easy for you to say. Your heart has never been broken. Your pride has never been stolen. Not yet. Not yet. The song is kind of about like naive optimism, and uh, essentially that everyone will have to go through hard hard shit in life at one point. Yeah, he does a really cool job of like the up and down tempo on this song where the chorus gets high and the rest is kind of uh, low and plucky. It's just da-na-na, uh, He throws in some cl- like chords uh, as he progresses through the verses. Um, 
and then really lets it hang out on the the uh, in the middle. Uh, Jesus, brain fart. Bridge chorus. Chorus. Thank you, Jesus. Um, yeah, good song. Really good. Yeah, song. Yeah, this is one that the more I listened to it, the more I liked it. Yeah, fair. Um, back and forth. Another really good track off this album. Uh, let me pull up my note here real quick since I got away from it. Um, duh, 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 duh. Um, it, it's nothing crazy. Like he doesn't do a whole lot instrumentally here, um, but it's got a really catchy chorus and an awesome solo at the end. Yeah, this this is a good song uh, about a relationship that you have with a partner. Some people speculated about a relationship that you, he had with like his band too, but. Uh, some of the lyrics, you know, holding my breath, I waited and waited. How the simple life gets so complicated. Shoes to fill, secrets to spill down you. Deer in the headlights, spoke in the wheel. So, I, again, lyr- lyrically, I think this album is, is really cool, too. Yeah, I fucking love it. It's a lot of uh, deep and, and kind of personal stuff. Yep. Uh, after that is Matter of Time. Uh, a little bit back into the heavy stuff. Um, he kind of, like, he lets his voice hang, like, on the end of the chorus here. As he as he sing matter of time, uh, good guitar work here. I like this song a lot. Yeah, this was another one where he said Dave Grohl said this was one of like his su- the sweetest melodies he's ever written. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of and uh, sweet is not a way I would put it, but like I do love that. Like again, it's not about how like how amazing he is on guitar. It's the way he's like composed it. It's so fucking cool, dude. Yeah, and this song's kind of like uh, it's got like some nostalgia vibes to it. Yeah, and like, this is it's got the feel of like a classic Foo Fighters song here. Yeah, agreed. Um, Miss the Misery was next. Um, little weird. It's kind of just like there's a couple notes in the beginning that just like draw on and on and on uh, until they get into it, and then they really get into it. Uh, not like heavy, heavy, but um, like heavy chords. Um, and and Dave putting his ass into it. Uh, yeah, so Miss the Misery, good song. Yeah, I I love the solo here. They take in the solo, they take the the lick from the beginning, and then they like add on top of it in the solo. Like they keep playing that lick, um, but then the the soloist like adds a little bit to it. It's really fucking fun. I didn't pick up on that. That's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, then all right, tell us about I should have known, Joey. <laughs> yeah, so. I should have known is uh, a good song. It's about feeling betrayed and hurt by someone you loved and trusted. So the they have Chris Novoselic as a guest bassist on this song. Yeah, that's fucking cool. And uh, some of the lyrics, maybe you was right, didn't want to fight. I should have known. Couldn't read the signs. Couldn't see the light. I should have known, though I cannot forgive you yet. Yeah, so the, yeah. this is the ballad off this album. Um, yeah. Slower here. It kind of sounds like he's singing into, like, you know the mics that come down from the ceiling at, like, a boxing match or <laughs> yeah it kind of sounds like he's singing into one of those it's just got that like buzzy hollow sound to it um it's one of my favorite ballads by Foo fighters yeah and there's a lot of speculation that this song is about kurt cobain um especially with the fact that they have you know chris coming in as a, a guest bassist yeah right right um before we get into the next song i just want to say a lot of this album is about like uh dealing with shit and especially relationships in life that like knock you down or like kick your ass and then we get into Walk, and Walk is maybe the only, like, upbeat-sounding song on this album. Um, and Walk is all about, like, like moving on from all that shit and, like, just doing what you got to do to, like, make yourself better. Yeah, it's it's a 
they close it out masterfully and and having walk is the last track is it's a masterpiece yeah absolute masterpiece um a little poppier uh like i said it's upbeat so it just sounds a little bit poppier but they still have those like heavy chords throughout um it, it gets right into it right off the top uh really fucking cool song and this is also one of the hits off this album yeah, so I've got a couple uh, fun facts here. So this song obviously is about finding hope and strength after going through hard times. And this song was supposed to be on Echoes. Uh, oh, wow, okay. So the 2007 album, but Dave decided to put the final version on here because it better matched the theme and of you know second chances. And it also, like you said, it closes out this album on a positive note. Uh, and the, he also added that the optimistic tone is kind of reminiscent of how bad he felt after Kurt Cobain's suicide and, and wanting others to realize in life that sometimes you get trapped and it feels like there's no way out. But if you kind of look at the crisis as like a blip on the radar, it's easier to push through. Okay. And last thing here, at the end of the song, he's like screaming. He's like, I never want to die. I never want to die. Yeah, yeah. I'm on my knees. I never want to die. Yeah, yeah. It's It's a really high energy again letting everything loose on the, the very end of the song and now the very end of the album. Uh, and, and the guitar just kind of like, it, it ends with just the guitar playing a little bit, uh, still like fast-paced, high, high tempo, uh, and then it just chops off and the album's over. Um, it doesn't like draw out, it just ends on a, a sharp note. It's fucking sick. Yeah, it's a, it's a great song. Love this album, love, love, love this album. I forgot to bring it with me today. I have this on vinyl. I love it. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, that'll be number one in my rankings today, fellas. This is, this is they've they've taken the restaurant has taken the burger and they've added like now they have a jalapeno burger, they have a mushroom burger, and all of their burger variations are fucking awesome. They they've they've perfected themselves. Yeah, this is a really good album. So going from your number one to my number one, Sonic Highways, twenty fourteen. This is cool too. It's not my favorite, but it's cool. No, I don't like this album. It's not my favorite. <laughs> I was just kidding. Oh, I, I kind of like this album. Oh, really? Yeah, I kind of like this album. There's some interesting stuff here. Um, yeah, so this is, uh, and correct me if, if you think differently, but I think this is their only real like concept album. Yeah, no, this is a concept album. Although you could say later on the, the Dream Widow stuff is like a concept album, but it's weird. I, I consider that more of like a... Uh, <sighs> I'll, I'll, I'll give you my, my restaurant take when we get there okay yeah. it, it's kind of like um it's a stark depart it's not foo fighters at all right yeah so sonic Hi highways is a concept album that essentially explores like musical history and culture in uh there's eight songs on the album so the idea here is each track explores a different city and each track has a guest musician who has ties to that city and they're in the and more specifically the city's music scene. Yeah, and they also did an HBO documentary about this uh this album, and each song has its own episode. So the documentary opens in Chicago with the documentary follows each track as it goes on the set list. So the first track on this album is something from nothing, um, and they go to Chicago for this one. Uh, again, this one sound in the beginning in the opening, it sounds like Dave's singing into that like boxing ring mic again, um, just like softly. Uh, Give me a flammable life. Um, with like a a crisp, like like maybe not crisp, but like uh, clean, like little uh, wavy guitar in the background. Um, and then it gets a little heavier throughout. It's got this like funky bass track throughout the song too. Um, and there's a sweet fucking solo at the end of the song. It's a good start. 
this is a really good song. This is the the hit off the album for sure. And like you said, this this has ties to Chicago. So he, for the guests on this song, they had Rick Nielsen from Cheap Trick yep. on guitar. Yep, that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, and that makes sense. Like Cheap Trick has those like choppy, almost disco-y kind of feels, um, and you can mix that right in with like this funk sound that he has here. So love it. Cheap Tricks, a band that uh, my dad used to play their CDs a lot growing up where I would remember the hits if I heard them, but I couldn't tell you the name of the hits off the top of my head. Cheap Trick might fall into that category of like, love the love the hits, hate the rest. Gotcha. Um, oh, actually, I was thinking of another one the other day that I'll save for the episode next week. By the way, uh, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. Um. All right. So after that is The Feast and the Famine. This is more in line with the Wasting Light stuff. This, this track was recorded in uh, Washington, D.C., Fast, hard rock song. Uh, fucking love it. This is a cool, cool deep cut. Yeah, so this was recorded in Arlington, Virginia, and the guests on here were Peter Stahl and Skeeter Thompson from Scream. Whoa. Which I, I don't, I'm not really, I, to be honest, I'm not familiar with Scream at all. I'm not super familiar. I've heard a track or two. Um, it's kind of a weird mix, but again, this is an album where he, he brings up all sorts of different people to help him out, um, and you'll yeah. see more a little bit later. It's fucking wild. Yeah, this uh, for me. I don't know. This song was just all right, and for me, this album lyrically is it's fine. It's it's good. It's yeah, got some I good don't stuff. think it's anything special though. But right, it's not anything special. And sound wise, I I think it's because it's so different from song to song. I I can never really get into it. There's no vibe. You gotta li- like you either gotta listen to all these songs separately. It's a hard listen from top that, to bottom. Yeah, and that's kind of why this is gonna be at you know like Towards the bottom, bottom of my of rankings. No, like, I'm with you there. Yeah, it's just uh, it's a. It's a, I, I appreciate the concept, but it's just not, not for me. No, I feel that 100%. Uh, but The Feast and the Famine falls right in line with what I like about Foo Fighters. Um, really good track. Really good deep cut. Yeah, so then it gets into Congregation, which uh, this one was recorded in Nashville with uh, Zach Brown from Zach Brown Band. Yeah, it's pretty fucking sick. And I, I said on a previous episode, I think on the John Mayer episode, Zach Brown's done a little bit of work in uh, like rock music, so it's cool that they were able to bring him on for this. Uh, I think they also like hung out with Dolly Parton during this episode. Uh, which is kind of a weird like aside, but uh, cool for them. Dolly's awesome. Um, this, yeah, this has got a little bit of a poppy sound, really clean guitar here. Um, good track, not great. And uh, lyrically, the, it's, this is supposed to be a play on how folks in the Nashville country scene sort of come together in like a like a church like environment yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, okay, I get that. Uh, again, it, this the song is just all right for me, but concept wise, it's cool. Yeah. The next song is a little different. Uh, so this is like Green Day did a whole album of songs where it was two songs under the same like track. Yep. Um, so this is one of those. It's what did I do slash God is my witness. And so this is really two songs on the same track. And there's a hard stop about halfway through. And then it transitions into the second track. Uh, this al- or this song was recorded in Austin, Texas. Um, and it's kind of got these like old school like bluesy rolling licks uh that i like and kind you know, of you know why it has that go you ahead who the guest is uh let me guess joe perry no uh i don't know gary clark jr oh okay okay that makes sense right okay yeah. he, he's he's sick on on guitar yeah gary, gary clark jr is sick um this so that's the first half sorry the first half has got those old school rolling licks and the southern sound the second half is like this again cowboy uh emotional ballad um good not great not my favorite um it's like a seven minute song it just it's not for everybody here yes uh lyrically it's supposed to be about 
like the country music scene and, and the connection to like spirituality. Again, I don't know. This song is eh. It's it all right for me. Yep, yep. Hear you. The next song is Outside, recorded in Los Angeles. Um, this has kind of got like a 90s, 2000s, like Western rock sound. Um, <laughs> you know why? Go ahead. Because it's, it's got Joe Walsh on the, as the guest. Yeah. The uh, okay, 100%. Now, now, that being said, Joe Walsh has got these like old school kind of rolling licks type deal again. Um, but this is a little bit more in tune with like what I think 90s rock sounds like in the West, like in California rock. Um, not so much like garage band rock, but just like really clean pop sound. Um, and Joe Walsh kind of to a degree is like a, like a pop guitarist. Uh, like you could say the Eagles are pop rock um, to an extent. Um, again, good, not great. Not overly like thrilled with the song. Yeah. Yeah, nothing else here. Um, next up is In the Clear, recorded in New Orleans. Um I thought the guitar in the open sounds a little bit like gospel music. Yeah, so they have uh, they record this with the Preservation Hall Jazz Band. Okay, so that makes sense. It, it's not like it doesn't have like organ or something in it that you would be like, oh, like, yeah, that is gospel music. But just the kind of like the the progression in the beginning, it sounds like if you if you played it with organ, it you could be like, oh, that's kind of like a gospel song. Um, and New Orleans obviously has those kind of ties. Um, upbeat song, tuned up way high. Good track. I would say one of the better tracks on this album. Uh, still not in yeah, my favorites. but th- I agree. This is one of the better ones for me. Yep. So then they have Subterranean, which is just all right. Um, for the guests here, they have Ben Gibbard from Death Cab for Cutie. Really? Yeah. That's so weird. They record this in Seattle. Yeah, this song is in Seattle. When I, when I saw this was Seattle and the title was Subterranean, uh, in other words, Underground, I thought this would be like a grunge song. Uh, that's not the case at all. It's this like light, acoustic, like kind of upbeat sound. Um, it's got some of these like whining, uh, roll like not rolling, it's got these whining notes, uh, a little bit like a, like a Pearl Jam song, which is also a Seattle kind of like rock grunge band. Um Meh. Just wasn't super impressed here. Yeah, me neither. Uh, finishes with I Am In A River, recorded in New York. Um, and it, it, so this song, I don't know how the fuck they did this, but this song takes the last note from the previous song and starts with that note on this song. Oh, I didn't notice so that. So if, if you listen back, like these songs back to back, there's no like clean break between the two. Um, it just like keeps the same note going. Um, so again, they mix this in New York. A little bit more like um, it's got this like electric ballad sound, um, a little bit stronger. Uh, gets heavier towards the end with chords and stuff. Not for me. Yeah, and further guests here, they have Tony Visconti on strings, so I guess is a producer. Yeah, and then Kristen Young on piano and backing vocals. Yeah, it's it's just whatever. This man. I didn't really like this song. Yeah, I didn't like it either. Um, yeah, so that's that's Sonic Highways again. It, it, it's I kind of like the idea of like doing a, a breakdown song by song like Shinedown's done this a couple times uh, attention attention they did a song by song breakdown I think it was produced on YouTube or something um, but I just don't like the music overall yeah me neither 
Something from Nothing and Feast on the Famine are really the two songs I would listen to. Something again. from Nothing is a really good song. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I I guarantee if we post a top ten song, why don't you have something from nothing in there? <laughs> You're gonna hear that. <laughs> I don't have it in mind. Uh, yeah, probably. It, not it's me probably either. like on like the top twenty, twenty five. I don't know, somewhere in there. Yeah, but. I feel that. Um, quickly. So twenty that was twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen. They put out a a like an original EP. This is Saint Cecilia, um, five track EP. Saint Cecilia got some radio play. The 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 single off this album. This that that single, was my, my my favorite off off the EP was the the self titled. Yeah, so the self titled the first song is self titled Saint Cecilia. Um, it's kind of got this like poppy catchy guitar riff. Um, he's like pleading to Saint Cecilia through the chorus. Um, cool song. I like it. Yeah, that was my favorite. Uh, this EP was just kind of all right for me. Uh, Sean, I didn't like that song. The second song yeah, off, off there it was I had weird. Meh in my notes there. Save your breath, decent, I guess. Weird. This it's got like some hair metal sound to it, like like really high tuned, like uh, single note guitar sounds in there. Yeah. It, if anything, this EP is just like a um, a sign of like, hey, we're we're still thinking about changing up our sound. Yeah. This is another we're trying things. Yeah. Um, album. Iron Rooster is good. Iron Rooster, slow, chunky, uh, good song here. Fine, whatever. Never ending side. Eh. I just said this was like another uh, stereotypical Foo Fighters song. It's not great. It's not bad. It's just right in their realm. Um, yeah, not, nothing special here. Good here. So what? A, I so for Sonic Highways, that is like if the menu at the restaurant tried all the different variations of food they could. Now they have a Chinese option. Now they have like a like a vegetarian option. They have a gluten free option. There's pizza on the menu. Uh, well, they probably already had pizza before, but let's say they have like um, they have like a like a unique pasta dish on the menu. You know, just all sorts of different stuff. The, the, it's like the Cheesecake Factory menu now. Yeah, only not as good. Yeah, fair. Um, but it's there. Eat the burger. Yeah. So next album here, 2017, Concrete and Gold. A uh, couple notes on this. One, this was recorded in a studio that was rumored to be haunted by ghosts. The uh, band claimed they experienced strange phenomenon like instruments, you know, detuning them themselves, tracks being deleted, and like noise in like the recordings. Which <laughs> That's wild. Kind of funny. And then also they collaborated with a pop producer on this album. That, so okay, this makes a lot of sense now. Continue. I, I didn't write the guy's name, but he, he produced albums for like Adele and like Sia. That makes a lot of sense. Um Good job, fucked hearts. So I, I like that. this. Cut I that. like this album more. I well, I like this album more than you do. Uh, I think there's a couple songs on here that are, are pretty good. Yeah, there's a couple songs on here. now. Now, so let me say this, right? So this falls into my unforgivable albums category. Uh, <laughs> I hate this album. That being said, just like Hunting Party from Lincoln Park, there's still some like one or two good tracks on this album. The rest of it, I will never listen to again in my entire life. Yeah, like t shirt. The intro is just meh. Yeah, it's got this like orchestral lullaby intro. Um, it's this hippy dippy, love everything, love everybody type deal. Nah. Yeah. The next song though, Run. I like this is this, my favorite song. Okay, okay. I was gonna say if you don't like this one, I might have to debate you because this is, this is a really good song about taking risks to live the life that you know you kind of desire. Um, line from the song: Before the time runs out, there's some somewhere to run. Wake up, run for your life with me. Uh, you, do you have anything on this? And then I got one more note. Um, I didn't love the intro. So 
<laughs> the first time I listened to this album, I, I made a mistake. And I, I mentioned it before where Foo Fighters does this thing where the intro is sometimes soft and like not really classic Foo Fighters. They mix in a lot of different sounds in the intro and then they get into the classic sound like throughout the song. I think I probably missed this song on my first listen through because my first listen through, I was so pissed off after I heard Sky's Neighborhood on the radio that I just turned this album on and 30 seconds in, if I didn't like the song, I just skipped it. Um, so this is a song I potentially missed my first time through. Um, but this is a good a good song. I don't love the intro, uh, but it's got this like, after a while, they they let the intro like go out, just fade out. And then they go into this like hard, like white limo kind of sounding uh verses um and they like soften it up a little bit in the chorus which is kind of backwards from what they usually do where it's usually soft and then high um now they're doing the opposite here but at the end it's again high 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 at the end really fucking cool song yeah the music video for this one is funny too it's it's the band they have like uh makeup to make themselves look like really really old oh so okay it's the band performing in a nursing home and then eventually inciting a riot <laughs> <laughs> that makes a lot of sense uh just just a funny music video yeah i'll have to check it out i like that <laughs> and then before we get in the next song i do want to say what kind of what you just said like when you expect something from an artist and then you they come out with a new album and you like maybe you listen to it the first time and you don't necessarily like it and then you like don't listen to it again or like you like you're like ah oh, like this song sucks or whatever like last year around this time kendrick lamar came out with um mr morale and the big steppers yeah, yeah. i listened to it once front to back and determined to, i didn't really like it because I, I think i just wanted like his other yeah good this, it to sound City. like his other albums i bet that's an album where when we do kendrick and i go back and listen to it i'm like oh, okay there's actually some good like really good stuff in here yeah i kind of felt the same way i mean i'm not like i like kendrick a lot of of hip-hop artists he's one of my favorite um i never dug back in i listened once and never dug back in because like I've listened to Good Kid, Mad City a million times. I've listened to Damn a million times. This Trump one, Butterfly, I've listened to that a million times. Yeah. And then the, uh, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, I was just like, I don't know about this one. Yeah, same. So I'll be, we'll see when we get to that. Yep. Next is Make It Right. Yeah, so fun fact, they have Justin Timberlake on backing vocals on this song. Oh, okay, that's cool. It kind of makes sense. I, I kind of got like a poppy disco vibe from this song. It's a little, It's hard rock, but like with some of that mixed in. Yeah, I didn't really care for this no, one. No, I didn't like this one at all. Okay, I, I had yeah. annoying as a note here. All right, we're on the same page for this one, then. Um, Sky is a Neighborhood. This is one of the most offensive, messed up. I cannot believe this was, like, the single off this album. This song is so horrible and annoying. Uh, it, it's back to this hippy-dippy, like, like everything. I, I don't even know how to put it. Maybe, maybe you can say it better than I can. I just I hate this song. So I don't mind it, but I think it is annoying. Like the the skies and neighbor, like it is annoying. I guess. Yeah, it's just it's kind of got this like, it's kind of like this dismal like, uh, when we die, everything like goes up and it just is what it is. Like yeah, the the song's a metaphor for like chaos and, and conflict in the world or whatever. Yeah. And there's also the element of like the skies and neighborhood. Like the, you can throw the alien element in there too. Yeah. But um. Blech. The first time I heard the song, I didn't like. I was like, oh, like I was kind of the same same thing as you. And then I listened to it a couple more times, and I'm like, all right, like it's all right. I the the only 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 redeeming thing about this song is that it is slightly catchy. Um, but that's it. And because I hate it so much, I will just never listen again. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's so all I got there. 
Uh, Lottie D, I don't really have anything on. It's it's Dave. Uh, he said it was a portrait of himself as a kid in Virginia growing up. That kind of makes sense. My notes here were like buzzy, kind of messy guitar. Uh, yeah. A little up-tempo. Some good, some good vocal work here, but still not a song I like. Yeah. Uh, Dirty Water. Uh, this this one's kind of weird. Dave alludes to himself as being like a natural disaster in the lyrics and, and constantly drinking dirty water because of like his own like negative emotions until someone can like save him. It's a weird concept for a song, I guess. That's this whole album, dude. This whole album is so negative. Like, it's all like, oh, the world is shit. Da, 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 da. Like, and there's no like real conclusion to it. Well, yeah, in 2017 too. Like, 2016 was politically like one of the yeah. most like turbulent times. That's that's an interesting point. I hadn't looked at it that way, but and I I do think there's an element of that in this album. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. I I don't think it's unfair to say that that dave grohl's liberal and and so bringing trump into office probably wasn't his favorite day in in the world yeah i i i would agree with that um arrows this is kind of like a classic foo fighter song but worse yeah so this one definitely uh has some political undertones in it Uh, a song about trying to help someone who's struggling with their demons with feeling powerless to do so the lyrics had arrows in her eyes fear where her heart should be war in her mind um Take it, take, you know, that could be construed as political. Yeah, fine, whatever. Happily ever after. Um, eh. Eh. It's, it's this weird track where they do that thing where they play depressing lyrics to upbeat music. Um, I, I, so, yeah, so the next song, Sunday Rain, this is a standout song. Yeah, 100%. On the album. Taylor Hawkins does the vocals on this song. And... They bring in Paul McCartney to do the drums on this song. Yo, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so the story here, they brought in Paul McCartney. He hadn't, like, learned or heard the song. Uh, he comes in. Dave picks up the acoustic guitar, shows him real quick, does it in two takes. They take his first take and use it for the song. Whoa, that's fucking sick. Yeah, and uh, I think this one, too, they also, like, they used his take, and then he kept playing for, like, another, like, five minutes because he was just jamming out, which is pretty cool. Yeah, this kind of had that, like, 70s jam band, like, psychedelic rock feel to it. Uh, let me play a little snippet here because if I'm going to give this album any any love, I might as well do it now. Yeah, this is this was one of those tracks where it was just outside of my top ten. Like, this is really cool. Yeah, it's kind of got that like pink Pink Floyd feel to it, um, for those fans out there. Um, so uh, for this too, Dave Grohl came up with the name of the song, and then Taylor Hawkins wrote the lyrics around like the name of the song, which is cool. Oh yeah, that's a cool idea. I, they do a lot of different shit and like coming up with ways to write songs that's sometimes good, sometimes bad, but it's interesting at the very least. Yeah, the, yeah, for sure. If if you if you skip this album or whatever, this it's worth checking the song out. Skip this album, please. I beg you. <laughs> but listen to the song. Um, the line is next. Pop rock song here, kind of in the Foo Fighters style. Whatever. Yeah, and then Concrete and Gold. I really didn't like. This was another like Pink Floydy song to me. Uh, a little bit less in like the funky sound, more in like the out there psychedelic sound. Yeah, and it, it goes back to some of the themes that they do throughout the album, where it's like having hidden potential the world would never see, and you know overcoming obstacles but i don't know sonically i I don't really like this yeah not my favorite um and so yeah that's that's concrete of gold anything else there no awesome thank god
Um, all right. So that was 2017. And then the next album is Medicine at Midnight. And that album comes out in 2021. 2021. So they took a, f- a few years off here, uh, which is weird because, let's see, uh, th- I think that's the longest gap between albums. Uh, there's a few albums that have a three-year gap. This one's four now. Um, I, I don't know how you feel about this album. I think I don't. I don't. I. I'm still undecided about this album. I don't hate this album. Uh, I don't like it that much either, though. No, this is just it, it, this. This is them uh, trying something different again. A lot of trying something different. And I don't think it. I don't think it plays. I don't love it, but I like it better than the previous album. Um, sir, sure. I like. Yeah. I. I don't know. I, I've also. They talk about having like a little bit of like a disco-y sound on this album. Um, and I. I am kind of a sucker for disco rock, like a like a Queen, like a. Uh, like a Chili Peppers type deal, um, so some of that's kind of nice in here. But yeah, I, I think overall this just sound wise and lyric wise, it's it's very average. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this isn't something I'll I'll go back to a lot, but there's something here for. I mean, there's a couple good songs. Yeah. All right. Starts out with making a fire. Um, it's a weird track. Not not for me. It's got this like women like uh like a choral like a like a, a choir background kind of vocals um poppy guitar here like disco pop it's cool that's yeah it's uh, all right all right shame shame is the next one the verses stink on this but the chorus is catchy i put annoying in this song yeah so i i didn't like it until the chorus and the chorus is like redeeming but the rest of the song is not yeah i'm with you there a little slower it's got some like violin strings in the background or something like that um but yeah one of my least favorite songs up next cloud spotter uh oh oh uh (laughs) i i have here like crisp disco guitar with a catchy chorus um the core the chorus is decent everything else i don't like yeah i I can see that even like the cloud spotter yeah spotter little meh but i i think i was looking for something on this album to like and and eh, this one's not not, uh, relatively not so bad in my yeah. opinion. The next one, Waiting on a War, not bad, but I prefer the other acoustic tracks from other albums compared to this any day. Yeah, and this is another one of those bleeding heart, like, everybody love everybody type deals. Um, ugh, yeah. Med- Medicine at Midnight, eh, I don't know. Jury's out for me on this. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. It's a, it's like if I hear it, I probably wouldn't turn it off, but I wouldn't have it. Um, it's I mentioned the Chili Peppers already. It kind of sounds like a Chili Peppers song here. Yeah, it's um, a little funky. A funky kind of disco track. Um, Dave really working on his range here, up and down, uh, which I appreciated. Um, but I don't know. No Son of Mine. I like the guitar solo. So I, <laughs> these last few tracks, I kind of have, like, comparisons to other. Like, I feel like they brought in a lot of different stuff here. So, like, this... The guitar in this song sounds a little bit like a Metallica song, but like tuned down a notch. Let me let me pull it up here. Yeah, and th- yeah. So like, if you just took that intro and put James Hetfield on the on the vocals, I could totally see this being a Metallica song. I I don't disagree with that, and the song itself is about you know raising a raising a child. Um, Again, it. I don't know. I, every song on here, like listening to it, I'm like, yeah, it's 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 all right. But I'm not. I'm not coming back to this album. Yeah. Uh, Holding poison, little forgettable. Honestly, not my not a good track on this one. But yeah, this one's a, about like holding you know negativity inside of you. Uh, 
again, I think the chorus is all right. The rest of it's yeah. Uh, some cool guitar on this song. I, I kind of compared it like a Kiss guitar type deal. It's not quite like classic seventies, but uh, it's like classic seventies mixed with like different things. Um, eh, whatever. Chasing Birds is up next, and that's probably one of the more unique songs off the album. Yeah, it's, lyrically, it's I kind of like it. Sound wise, it's all right, but it's like uh, lyrically, it's like chasing birds. Uh, what is it? chasing birds to get high yeah my my note on this was that it's the song's about like distracting yourself from a cruel world yeah because chase like the act of chasing birds is pointless it's kind of not fly away yeah side note i was driving here today and i saw old people like literally bird watching like they had telescopes out and were watching birds i've never i thought that was just like a like a thing i, I didn't even know that was a thing like i knew people talk about it but like i didn't know people actually like got telescopes and they got, then like sat on the side of the road to watch birds yeah, I didn't either. Fucking wild. Uh huh. I had like a Eagles E ballad here. Um, kind of got that like like soft, uh, like folky, uh, campfire song type deal. Um, yeah, I I do kind of like this one though. Yeah, this is one of the more enjoyable songs in this album. Yeah, and then it closes out right with uh, "Love Dies Young." Love dies young. All I have here is pop rock. Uh, I mean, this song is about um how falling in love is like a losing game and. Uh, like some of the lyrics, like "Love so dumb, what's the fascination?" Leaves you with a nasty reputation. I don't know. My my note on this album as a whole was that it might, I might enjoy it more if it got a different mix sound wise. Yeah, I'm kind of with you there. Um, I don't think they do their best work doing pop rock. Uh, it's I just whatever on this song. Yeah. Um. So that's medicine at midnight. Uh, like I said, I think it's slightly better than um. Uh, than concrete and gold but i don't know i yeah it's it's if if at all not much better yeah um so i don't you can kind of take what you want with dream widow here i don't really have much to add yeah let me just quickly kind of go through this so 2020 2021 they also released no this is 2022 no no i'm just gonna go oh you're doing the dgs okay yeah they do like this half cover half release album it's called dgs hail satin which is like a play on the hail satan thing um, but it's hail satin, which is like disco clothes. Um, so they cover five D or er, uh, songs from the Bee Gees, which is a popular disco band from the seventies. Um, oddly enough, I I really like the work they did on the on the Bee Gees songs. I'll be honest, I didn't really. I kind of skipped through. This. Hey, that's fine. That's fine. They do a cover of "You Should Be Dancing." Um, Dave, you wouldn't expect it, but Dave has a like wild ability to get into that same like bg's range it's fucking sick uh they do night fever another really good cover tragedy shadow dancing is actually taylor hawkins on vocals um and he does a really really good job of that cover um and then dave back on for more than a woman uh i like all five of these covers i like all five of the originals um i also have maybe a soft spot like i grew up my like my mom's a big bg's fan so like i've heard all these songs before and so then when i heard it like I was like, what the fuck are you doing, guys? But then, like, I don't know. Somehow I was able to put it aside and be like, oh, these aren't so bad, actually. Um, but, yeah, cer- gotcha. certainly strange. Um, then the, the second five songs in this album are just re-recordings of songs from Medicine at Midnight. So, fuck it. Um, then they do Dream Widow in 2022. Which is a soundtrack for a movie. Right, a movie, right? Yeah, it's a soundtrack for a movie that's like a comedy slash horror film about a metal band called Dream Widow. 
And so all the the tracks on this album are kind of like in this like persona of Dream Widow. Um, and so it's it's a heavy metal album. Yeah, and I I'm not a metal. Uh, it's not for me. This is too heavy for me. Like think like Megadeth mixed with Godsmack a little bit. Like Dave on the vocals here sounds like a little bit like the guy from Godsmack with like the Megadeth instrument sound. It's too much. We'll put it this way. I don't think anyone will disagree when we both put this album last on yeah, the rankings. Facts, facts. Um I don't I don't have any like uh The Sweet Abyss actually isn't the worst song ever. Um it's a little bit tuned down. Other than that, I really don't have anything to this album. There it's just uh, it's all heavy metal songs i didn't even plan on talking about it yeah so if you're into that kind of thing check it out i listened to it begrudgingly and it was not a fun listen oh fuck i just realized i didn't do the concert set list that's right i'll i can add yeah, yeah 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 but um yeah so you want to get into well, actually here before i intro this did you do a not top 10 no <laughs> i didn't oh, but i i did it. i do want to talk about one other thing real quick okay okay so uh so that was released in 2022 um Last year, about the middle of the year, maybe May, June, uh, the drummer for Foo Fighters, Taylor Hawkins, committed suicide. Um, really sad. And especially in contrast, or I guess in juxtaposition with everything Dave went through with Kurt Cobain. Uh, wow, that's tough. Um, there was a really cool moment. For a while, they were kind of back and forth on whether they were going to continue as a band. Um, they took a couple months off, and then they came back and did like a in memorials slash like suicide awareness concert. And there's this really, really like fucking like touching moment. I remember crying the first time I saw it where they get Taylor Hawkins kid up on stage to play drums during, uh, my hero. It's chilling, dude. Uh, they got, it means Dave on vocals again, everybody doing their thing. But, um, Hawkins kid is like fucking wailing away on the drums, kind of like crying at the end. Really, really touching moment. Um, I wasn't sure they were going to keep uh, keep on as a band, to be honest. Um, it's weird. Like, you can replace a drummer. You can pl- replace a guitarist. It's harder to replace a singer. Um, but I feel like Hawkins was kind of like an integral part of this band, and I was shocked that they continued. But uh, coming up here in like a month or so, I think early June, they're going to have a new yeah, album. June. But here we are. Uh, they've released a single for this album called Rescue, uh, Rescued. And it's – I really like the track. It's a tribute to Taylor. Um, just some of the – some of the um the lyrics here it opens with it came in a flash it came out of nowhere it happened so fast and then it was over um you know you you could probably apply this to kurt too but uh just really touching really really looking forward to this album seeing them getting back on track this this sounds more like classic foo fighters when you listen to it so agreed i really like that track as well um all right so then back into it um so, yeah, we'll get into our little sides at the end here. So yeah, so I'll cut this. But for the, I I did a, a fake top ten where to, to oh piss hell yeah off. Okay. hell yeah. So um, if you want, I can just do mine, and, and if you want to ad lib something, I don't know. What do you want to do? Um, hmm. or we I we could I could just say mine, and we could post that as its own clip, and just let people go. Yeah, yeah, just run it, just run it. All right, Joe, you want to do your top ten albums? Uh, top ten songs. Top ten songs. Sorry. All right, so. Uh, my top 10 songs here at 10, Cloud Spotter, 9, Dirty Water, 8, Subterranean, yep. uh, 7, uh, The Sky is the Neighborhood. I don't know six, about that. Yeah, 6, Everlong. I love that song. 5, The Last Song. 4, Enough Space. Oh, three, come on. <laughs> 3, Tired of You. 2, Weenie Beanie. Weenie and, Beanie. 
and won all my life. Bro, you're going to get roasted for that top 10. No, this list is fire, dude. These Fuck are it. these songs are all kick ass. I know I don't have a ton of the hits here, but these are great. Bomb. <laughs> all right. All right. So you want to do the real top 10? Yeah, we can run into that. <laughs> uh, you go first. I'm going to have to kind of ad lib here. That was something I missed out on. Okay, so my top 10, I've got Summer's End at 10. Uh, Good Grief from their first album at 9. Let It Die at 8. I just love how the how it, that song picks up at the end. Long Road to Ruin at 7. Aurora at 6. The Pretender at 5. Times Like These at 4. Over and Out at 3. Just because I love that little guitar riff that I yeah. talked about. Yeah. Uh, 2, Learn to Fly. And then 1, Everlong. And I, w- I do want to say, Foo Fighters have such a diverse catalog. And they've got so many hits. Like, yes, of course. Like, I love My Hero. I love, uh, you know other like big me and, and walk and other big hits there's but so much there's only 10 songs so, so these roast, are my top roast them anyways <laughs> <laughs> all right since i'm ad living here i'm gonna go one to ten actually oh. um one i'm gonna go the pretender with number one uh then two is gonna be monkey wrench three ever long um four we're gonna do these days i think yeah we're gonna do these days for four um Five is going to be All My Life. Six is going to be Breakout. Uh, seven, we will do... Uh, ooh, Bridge Burning. Yep, Bridge Burning there. Um, eight, eight, we'll do Big Me. Uh, nine, this is a call. And ten, I'll stick around. Good I stuff. Like it. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, all good songs. The, the, the Foo Fighters have such a diverse catalog. Like, I, I mean, you could harp on someone for not having like Everlong or in the top ten, but I don't know. There, there's so many good songs here. Yeah, it just it, it would be hard to, unless you added something like Sky's Neighborhood in your top ten. Who the fuck would do that? <laughs> uh, it would be really tough to to rag on either of these lists. Yeah. Um, so I got my concert opener. Why don't I go first here? Okay. Uh, I'll do my concert openers and then we'll do our album rankings to finish off. Uh, so my opener, um, again, this has got to be a song that you hear the first note and it gets the people into it. And I also tend for a rock band. I tend to like a, a heavier song. Uh, my opener is going to be the pretender. Oh dude, I was going to do that too. Yeah, it's a sick intro. As soon as you hear the guitar hit, you know exactly what it is. You, uh, this is another one where you can do some like ad-libbing on guitar before you get really get into it. You can just kind of like mash a little bit and then uh, get into the song. Um, an alternative here. I, I didn't know quite how to put this. So a version of Everlong where the first half is the acoustic half and the second half is the, the electric guitar half would be a sick opener too. That's cool. I like it. Um, going to the encore. Uh, another song where you hear the notes and you know them right away. My Hero opens the encore. Uh, we're going to go all my life into the second one. Keep the crowd hot. Um, and then finish off with Monkey Wrench. I like Monkey Wrench to finish. Again, it's one of my favorite songs. Uh, hard and heavy. And there's a big section at the end where you can do all sorts of shit with it. Um, so that's going to be my encore finisher. Okay, so uh, ad-libbing here. I, I also like The Pretender as the opener. I'm going to do that. And then for the encore, I'm going to do Learn to Fly is the first song. Okay. It's another hit where it's uh, not like one of their top two or three, but it's certainly in the top ten. Everybody, so you, everybody knows it. Yeah, everyone knows it. And then from there, Big Me, because that's, that's another 
super catchy. Like I consider putting that in it too as well. Yeah, and then to close out, I'm gonna do reverse of you. I, I think my hero to close out because you can. That's a song you can kind of like drag out and do some like some instrumentals and you know thanks for coming out and all that. Yeah, you could absolutely put my hero at the end. I think uh, I considered putting a softer song at second, um, but I just in, in general I tend to like Foo Fighters heavier stuff. They do they do good ballads too, some of them, but I just. All like all my top songs are like heavy songs, and uh, it just felt weird not putting all my life in there somewhere. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, so that's the concert set list. Um, do the album rankings real quick here, and then uh, wrap up. Yeah, um, I've I've got mine ready. Do you have yours? Or yeah, I'm ready when we are. Okay. Cool. So uh, going from eleven to one here, I've got Dream Widow at eleven. I don't think there's any debate on that. Nope. I've got Sonic Highways at 10. I know some people might like that album. I don't. The concept's cool. The sound is just not for me. I've got Medicine at Midnight at 9. It's For me, it's just a very forgettable album. Uh, Concrete and Gold at 8. There's a couple of really good songs off there. Like I, f- The reason I have Concrete and Gold a little bit higher is like I love Run and, and like Sunday Rain. Like Those are standout songs. Fair. Where Medicine at Midnight, there's not as many standout songs. Uh, one by one at seven. That's like kind of the forgettable album from their early. I'm half. with you there. Um, and then from here it kind of gets dicey. And it is dicey. Yeah, very dicey. I I think you could go a couple different ways. And I, I I've got their their debut album here at, Same. at six. Same. Really good album. There's some really good yeah, songs. Yeah, let, let's let's say this right now. This is where you cut off the the meh albums from the good albums. Certainly. So I've got that at six, and then I've got Wasting Light at five. I know you like that album a little bit more. I still really like it. Um, and then I have Color and Shape at four. Couple, couple really good hits there. The reason I have it at four and not a little bit higher is there's a couple songs where they're experimenting with their sound. It's just, yeah. It just kind of drops off. Yeah. And then from there, I've got There's Nothing Left to Lose at three. In Your Honor at two, the two disc set. Uh, and then Echo, Silence, Patient, and Grace is my favorite. Yeah, we're going to have very, very, well, not very different lists, but we're going to have some disagreement here. Um, again, I'm putting Dream Widow at the bottom here. No questions asked. Um, I'm going to put Concrete and Gold at 10 because fuck that album. Fuck the Sky as a Neighborhood. It's more of an emotional take than anything because Run and uh, Sunday Rain are good songs, but fuck that album. Uh, after that, we're going to do Medicine at Midnight. Uh, pretty self-explanatory there. Sonic Highways gets the nod for me at, uh, at 8. It's all right. Um, Echoes, Silence, Patience, and Grace is going to be my next one. Mm. Uh, It's a controversial take because they do have The Pretender. um, And the other song, uh, I'm forgetting right now, it is... Bro, they've got, on on this album, they've got The Pretender, Let It Die, Long Road to Ruin, Come Alive, Stranger Things Have Happened, Summer's End, Statues... And uh, but honestly, I I love all those songs. I, it's not to say I don't like this album. I just think a lot of these songs are just very like middle of the pack for me. Um, Pretender and Let It Die are exceptional. Uh, the rest of it is is more or less middle of the pack for me. Um, so that's that's how kind of how I ended up there. Let me get back to it. All right. After that, one by one. Uh, just because I do like the back half of that album. Um. And then they got the, the hits through the middle or through the first half. Good stuff. Uh, six, again, is going to be Foo Fighters, self-titled. Uh, five, In Your Honor. Uh, like I just mentioned, the, the second half of that album is different, but it's cool. Um, and then they got the hits on the first half. 
Nothing Left to Lose is going to uh, come in at three for me, then Color in the Shape at two, and Wasting Light at one. I fucking love that album. Uh, that's the hard, heavy rock that I love, love. Like, just that's everything that I listen to, and that fits right in with my, my like, vibe. I love it. Yeah, I could see how that'd be your favorite from, like, a sound standpoint. Love it. Cool. Well, uh, that was a great episode. Longer. I think we are releasing this as two different yeah, episodes this here. Yeah, is, this is going to be a two-parter, guys. So um, we'll probably mix this in at I'll, the end of the first half right now. But No, um, I'll, I'll probably cut after Echoes. That'll be part one. And then part two through what we just did will be right, with the rankings. Right. Agreed. So uh, be patient with us, guys. We'll get two episodes out there for this album uh, or for this artist. Um, really good stuff, though. Uh, really enjoyed this uh, this ugh, this episode and uh, really looking forward to their new stuff. Yeah, so schedule for next couple weeks. Next week we're gonna do um, kind of a hodgepodge. Yeah, just music in general. Yeah, we'll, we're we'll talk- figure it out. We're after. talking about dude. Well, so I brought up to you maybe we're talking about some cover songs. Um, yeah, we can do that. We could do. Oh, I brought up that one thing about. Um, you remember the question I had about doing like a like a um, a festival, uh, festival like headliners. Oh yeah, you'll have to. Yeah. yeah. So, th- so the question is basically, if you if you could if you were in charge of planning a festival, um, and you could get any three artists as your headliners for three days, um, it doesn't even have to be a rock festival, just a festival. You're of your choosing, but the artist has to be alive and like touring, um, or not necessarily touring, but like you know playing. Um, who are your three headliners? So maybe we'll get into that next week a little bit. Um, we also talked about maybe doing something with like some, uh, uh, like one hit wonder type deals. Um, yeah, let's, let's save that. And then we'll do a couple like broader, like music, just debate yeah. topics. Yeah. We'll get into some of that. Um, like Apple versus Spotify music or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we should, <laughs> I'll talk to you later about it, but there's also some interesting stuff that maybe we could like look into about like LimeWire and, uh, and Napster. <laughs> okay. Uh, an interesting little side segment of, of music history. Yeah, so um, that'll be next week, and then after we're going to do 21 Pilots, and then... Seether. Seether. Yeah, Sweet. so that's what we got coming up here, guys. Uh, 